Hello, it's Paul here. Um, this episode was recorded about a week ago, um, and we're, I'm only just getting around to editing it. Um, but I just wanted to, to start the episode before we get into into the main recorded show. Um, obviously, we recorded before the passing of Stan the Manly, um, and I just wanted to say up top of the show. Obviously, we wouldn't have a show if it wasn't for for that man. Um, Strike came along because of the characters that he created um, and obviously he was dearly loved by everyone on the show and and yeah it's just really sad obviously I think it was it was expected for a while um, he was 95 years old so he'd had a, a great innings but he had been sick and he'd had had some other issues surrounding his life in the last last year or so um, yet still very very sad if not unexpected um i can't really say any more on the man i never got to meet him i don't think anyone else on the show did i know a few of my friends met him when he came to the uk a few years back um at london film and comic con but i myself never met him um sad that i never did but i think it was it was best that i i remember him as he was um as this great creator and an organizer he was a a massive massive part of marvel becoming what they are um not just due to his his story writing but also what he did once he gave up writing um if you want to hear more about the man i can't i can't recommend the show more than listening to fat man beyond kevin smith and mark bernardine um kevin obviously knew the man um and greatly loved him and the latest episode of Fat Man Beyond was was fantastic. So go and listen to that. Um, so before we get into the show, all I can say is Excelsior forever, Generalissimo. Hello and welcome to the artist formerly known as Strike. I'm your host, Paul. And before we go into what's happened to the show, um, I'd like to introduce, reintroduce my co-hosts, Josh. Yeah, hello. Tony. Time, my dear. Not a change, I should say, and not a moment too soon. I'll <laughs> fuck that up. <laughs> And Craig. I've just done a little poo in my underpants. What's new there? So, as I said, we are the artists formerly known as Strike. Welcome to Biff Pal Bam, um, our new comic universe podcast. Not new, it's still continuing as, as we were. Um, up front, I think we've obviously been gone for... For about two months, two three months, um, and honestly, this change has come down to the fact that we were just struggling to to tie each other down. I think um, oh, yeah. to be able to, to record, yeah, to metaphorically tie each other down. <laughs> I'm literally half a mile from Josh. Not metaphorically. As long as your balls don't touch me, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> And I and I think it was just it wasn't just that it was being able to watch stuff at, at the same time, um, in a timely manner to be able to record what how we were recording. I think I think we enjoyed doing the the episode reviews. I think I think it was good fun, but it was just it really was the timing problems um, we were having. So that's why we've kind of been away. We've we've sat down in the last couple of weeks and kind of gone. Do you know what? Maybe we can find a better way of doing this. Um, where we're not tied to to timelines and and getting things out in a manner that would kind of attach itself to what we're watching. Um, so what we've kind of kind of decided between us is we're going to do a, a roundtable kind of format from now on, um, where each person brings a subject, uh, be it uh, a film or TV show that they've seen recently, whether they've read a comic book. Or, or there's just a bit of news, um, 
I think that's what we're going to try and bring in. It's, so it's not really tied down to a, a timeline which kind of screws us over. So, and in, in that manner, we felt that it was it was time to move away from just being a Marvel show. Um, I think that was another issue we were having. Marvel shows are going to all different networks, TV stations, streaming services, and we weren't all being able to watch them. Like I watched Cloak and Dagger, mm-hmm. but no one else on the show has seen it. <laughs> because because it's on another on another streaming service that not everybody's got, um, and I think in in this way we can kind of bring our own little bits that we've been watching, um, or or just a, a subject that that's kind of piqued our interest. Um, so from now on, we aren't going to just be dealing with Marvel. We're going to look at DC. We're going to look at Vertigo, two thousand AD, um, all the all the different comic book companies and their they're related media, I think, um, in that sense. So, so moving straight into the into the show, um, we've all brought our own subjects this week, and I'm actually going to go straight to Tony because I think it's quite appropriate for for this episode um, that we go to to his his subject this this month. Yeah. So I was just thinking about this before we started, and uh, the thing that sort of popped into my head given that we sort of we're rebooting and we've got ourselves effectively a new origin story it's just we chat for a few minutes about some of our favorite or most successful origin films particularly in the comic genres um, and maybe one or two of the ones that didn't work um i mean for me the standard by which all others are set is christopher reeve's first superman film yeah. Which I actually own on about four different formats and versions at the moment. <laughs> and, and I don't own at all. <laughs> wow. Never got around to buying it. 1978 Superman. Mm. Uh, I haven't seen it for 20, 25 years and I've got no intention of ever watching it again. Wow. Because as a child, I seen that on repeat. Um, basically for... The eighties. Oh, fair enough. So you're just sick of it. Yeah. Just sick of it, yeah. Oh, Whereas no, I, I've got I affinity with it because yeah, it was one of the first films I saw. My this is how far back we're going. My school used to have a film society night, oh. where we'd show films a couple of years after release, and that was one of the first films I saw on the big screen, effectively. Wow. And uh, I think that's to me that's pretty much where my standard is set for. For origin films, um, I mean, there's so much. Yes, a little bit over long, perhaps, but of course they also shot it infamously back to back with the second one. Yeah, um, and those two are just like a perfect double bill until they moved to Milton uh, Keynes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and of course, alongside that, the other one I think that still holds quite special place in my heart is Tim Burton's first Batman movie. Ah, uh, Tony, I could genuinely kiss you. You have just said exactly what I was going to say. Is right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, I agree on both of those. I think I think that was when DC kind of knew what they were doing. Oh yeah. Um, mm. But I, I I was going to throw out um, the first Spider Man, the Sam Raimi f- Spider Man. Oh yeah. <laughs> I got that lovely down funnily enough. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was that was the yeah. first comic book film I ever saw in the cinema. That. Wow. Yeah. What was uh, the question? <laughs> <laughs> Craig, how much of that alcoholic drink have you had already? Um, not enough. That is right. The question was, favourite origin superhero movies? Or oh, even Batman. TV series? Yep. Batman, 1989. Blew yep. everybody's socks right off. <laughs> A dark, because we were just used to the 1960s, Kapow, Biff, Bow, Pat, Batman with all the campness, and it was beautiful. You know, we all used to watch it in the summer holidays every morning. Yep. But then that Batman come out with that soundtrack and that Joker and that Batman. That's yeah. all I have to say. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and it still stands up today. I can still quite happily sit there and watch it. Unlike the Christian Bale Batmans, I, I struggle to sit and watch. Certainly Batman Begins I struggle to watch now. Well, I haven't seen all wow. three of those films for five years now. Still my favourite of the three, funnily enough. 
when when I mean I've only ever dipped my toe in the Batman comics. Um, I've read Year One. Is it? Is, oh, is yeah. oh, classic. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now <laughs> they're quite dark. Anyway, Batman is dark, and yeah. the '89 Batman was semi-dark. It was considerably darker than the '60s Batman, but the Christian Bale Batman is off the chart dark. Oh yeah. Because that's grounded in realism, that's why. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. All them three films are beautiful. You've got the unfortunate de- demise of um, the Joker in real life, which oh, adds yeah. to the mythology of it all and the order of it. It's just beautiful. And me only, I mean, the brand new Batman, we're not going to get a chance to see him flesh it out, are we? No. Ben Affleck. No. Which is an absolute crying shame. It's funny you should mention that, because, I mean, I've got, amongst my clunkers, Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman, because I thought they were just so poorly done, the later ones. You see, I adore Batman vs. Superman. I adore it. Yeah, I like it as well. I mean, I don't like the actual Superman scenes, I'll be perfectly honest, because I think that's where he starts going a bit downhill in terms of what DC were actually doing to him, but I think... I think, personally, Ben Affleck is a perfect blend of the 1989, which stays quite loyal to the comic books, mm. but it's still quite dark, and the Chris Nolan, which is grounded in realism. I think it blends the two perfectly, and that's why I quite agree with Craig, which is a crying shame, basically, that Ben Affleck is not going to put the cowl back on. See, mm. I, I don't mind Batman vs Superman. I've had this conversation with Craig before. I don't mind them. I don't think the scripts are great. I think the oh, casting's no. good. Mm. I think the casting's great. I think they got that spot on. The only person that I'm not totally convinced, and I actually like him, is Ezra Miller. Um, I'm still not completely sold on him as, as The Flash, as Barry Allen. Uh, I think Grant Gustin's Barry is far better. Um, oh, yeah. I just think Ezra Miller's a little bit too batshit crazy. Um... To be fair, he's basically playing himself. Yeah, he is, and and that's the only the only issue I've got with the casting on on Batman vs Superman and Justice League, even. See, see than, I'd I'd slightly Lex. disagree there. I'd say I didn't like Jesse Eisenberg as no. Lex Luthor. But then, mm, no, I'd agree. I think he was. I don't even think he was really thought about. I think they just chucked no. him in. Yeah. Um, quite clearly, Joss Whedon didn't like him. Because he axed him out of Justice League, um, but yeah, of the of the the sustaining superheroes, Ezra is probably the only one that I'm not convinced about. Gal mm. is perfectly fine as Wonder Woman, yeah. despite the fact that I'm That's... not a huge fan of the film. Oh, I love the film. I I prefer. Um... Oh goodness me! I prefer the DC movies. I adore the Marvel movies, but I prefer the DC movies. And every one of them's been panned critically. And I love them all. And the I own them the, all. The only one I agree with the critics panning is Suicide Squad. It's the whereas, only one I agree with. Whereas I love Suicide Squad. No. That, that's the film I've watched the most out of all the, the modern superhero movies. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, Margot Robbie is perfect as Harley Quinn. Do not get me wrong on that. It's just mm-hmm. I, think the, I think the pacing was wrong on that film. That's that's me. Well, I just think the whole script was just all over the place for that film. Yeah, and it didn't need Joker in it. Oh no, he was shoehorned in just to say, "Look who we've cast as the Joker." Mm. I don't even think it was that. I don't think it's the same as Batman versus Superman. They shoehorned in Lex. They were trying to get their big name villains in without using them as the main villain. Yeah, they were building for a future spin-off on both counts there yeah. and they were trying to distance themselves from the the award-winning critically acclaimed um famous Lex Luthers of the past and Jokers of the past yeah. with a di- with a different spin on it I didn't have a problem with either of them it, it's a diff with a, with a different job with a, a different era now and, and everything yeah I mean I, I don't I, I've got no problem with people going in completely different directions for iconic characters <coughs> I just personally don't think that particular direction was the right one to go 
Yeah, yeah well, yeah. I, I loved like him. own kind of thing. But again, I'm not tainted with the comic book um, interpretation of... Yeah, true. I've read, you know, I've read about six comic books in my life, so what goes out on the screen is what it is for me. And the problem they had with the Joker as well was that they were coming from such an iconic take on it that was pretty much from the comic books in Heath Ledger's version. Mm. I think Mm. they had to step away from that version, and I don't blame them. And I've got no problem with the character himself. It just wasn't needed. I've got no problem with how they dressed him, the tattoos or anything. It was a different take and they needed to do that, but it just wasn't needed in that film. Yeah. You could you could imagine, I mean, he was obviously quite a young Joker. You could imagine that like the Batman film if it was ever made could be set 10 years in the future or whatever. Yeah. And he lo- and he's taken on some of the characteristics of the Joker. You know, maybe. Well, just put the face paint on and and whatnot. Yeah, how do we know that those tattoos were actually real? I hope they're bloody not, to be honest. Do you know what? Actually, no. I tell a lie. I don't mind the tattoos. If they just got rid of that one on his forehead, I'd be perfectly fine with the other face tattoos. It's just that one on the top that annoys me. Yeah, and there were some characters that were weaker that they didn't use to their full potential, but, but then there was others that they did. I thought Will Smith is great in whatever he's in. Yeah, and would have loved to have seen a Deadshot spin-off, and hopefully that will come to fruition. And we talked about, I talked about having him as my Mister Fantastic um, when we talked about the Fantastic Four. When That's right, yeah. Strike. So yeah. I, I've got, a, I've got a love for Will Smith, no matter what he's in. Um, yeah, and would watch, would watch him reading the phone book. Um, so I had no problems with that. There was some other casting that actually went. A bit better. I'm glad Tom Hardy wasn't in it. Um, I'm glad he couldn't fit it into his schedule in the end because I'm not a fan. Um, so that worked out quite well. Cara how Devaney. many of the how many of the original cast have signed on for the sequel? Uh, at the moment, as far as I'm aware, it's only Margot and, and Will. Because they're talking about a reboot of some of the characters, aren't they? Already? Well, I think they're going to reboot the team. I think the team will be different. We won't see yeah. some of the characters come back, um, which isn't so much of a problem because they killed half of them anyway. Well, yeah, but well, it is a suicide squad. Yeah. Well, there is that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but I think DC needs just be a little bit stronger in steering their ship through the stormy waters. Yeah. They've they've tried to to play catch up to Marvel. The critics haven't liked it, but I think the fans. Well, me. I, I've liked them. See them ploughing on. Because yeah. there's so many brilliant stories to be told. See, I think and, what, what way you're right about that is, it's the fact that they are ca- trying to play catch-up to Marvel. If they'd have just said, do you know what? They're doing well on what they're doing. Let's just try and do our own thing. Let's not play catch-up. If we just stick to what we know and what we can do, we yeah. could make us our own success of this. It's the Definitely. fact that they tried to play catch-up. That's where they went wrong. Well, they started off trying to fit into a shared universe without just doing the separate movies, didn't they? That was the yeah. problem. Yeah. They went at it at a different angle. And they were bold. And I, I mean, me and Malaby in the past have talked about Batman versus Superman being the, the spoke, the, uh, well, not the spoke, the central hub. And all the movies could have spun away from that in yes. respect that they could have been prequels and they could have been sequels. And they did do a you prequel know. with Wonder Woman. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, Which and is actually my favourite of the DC films. Yeah, quite agree with you, Tony. Quite agree. You know, you're in the Batcave and you can see the um, Robin's um, suit there. So there's a story there. Yeah. The, you know, the death of Robin and all that. That story hasn't been told. No. I was going to say, boys, what about over on the Marvel side? I know Paul's identified the first Super Spider-Man, which is actually a really cracking film, even though number two was probably my favourite. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the, the one that stands out for me, probably the MCU, because it was my favourite um, phase one was Captain America, just because I'm a sucker for a World War II flick. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think you can go far wrong with, with Iron Man, to be honest. I think it, mm. it set up perfectly, and it, it set exactly where the MCU was heading. Um, 
even from that, just being the first film, it kind of set up everything that was surrounding it. Yeah. Well, it was all contained in that little end credit scene, really, wasn't it? Yeah. That if if they would not have included that end credit scene, Iron Man could have been a perfect standalone film. But obviously, because they included that little end credit scene, we've got the glorious, glorious thing that we have today. And even just the t- the tone of it. Yeah, it has never really changed. Right from from that moment, there's there's still that that same tone throughout all of their films. Obviously, for me, uh, the last film I've ever seen is the greatest film I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> but even now, I think that it's advertised for ITV two um for this weekend or whatever. But watching them advert for Iron Man two, that is my. That is the one out of all of them. Iron Man 2, where he finds his feet, where he goes a little bit haywire and whatever. And yeah. Yeah, I did like Iron Man 2. Not many people do, but I do like it. No, it's near the bottom of my MCU list. I just think because of Mickey Rourke. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mickey Rourke's a bag of shite in it. But like, I, I just, I think the actual, say, the story itself is quite good. And I mean, yeah. if, if these have actually had. Um, Mickey Rock's character as the Crimson Dynamo as he is in the comics I think we pro- probably could have had a higher on everyone's list of MCU films what I was going to ask you boys because again cause Paul, going back to Paul's comment on Spider-Man and what they did then in Homecoming of course of reintroducing it without having to go into all that do you think that's a better idea in some ways and maybe even using flashbacks like he did in the first Blade film yeah. So we just jumped straight into the universe with them already in it? I think the problem they had was that everybody knew who Spider-Man was. We'd seen it before, and I think they just kind of went, do you know what? We don't need to tell anybody where it's mm. come from. Yeah. It's like we never need to see another Batman origin movie. Yeah, exactly. Because no, yeah. let's be honest, we've had it on Gotham, we've had it in the Chris Nolan films, we had it in the Tim Burton films, we had it in numerous cartoons before them. We've, we are, we we get it. Thomas and Martha Wayne are dead. And Superman <laughs> for you know all the origin movies. My my bugbear right with all superhero movies is the villain tends to die at the end. In the oh. comic books and in the cartoons, they live to see another day. Whether they're in prison or they get away, mm. um, they always come back. Whereas in the movies. When the Joker gets done at the end, the Joker's dead, and that's it. And yeah. that that annoys me. Yeah. What I, what I think is there is a great way in respect of the Joker. This is there's a way to get around the Joker constantly dying in like the films that he's been in. So like Heath Ledger and Jack Nicholson, both of their Jokers died. But what they, they've actually done it in Gotham, really. They've said that the Joker is an idea rather than mm. a physical character. And it's worked so yep. so well. It, I mean, fair enough. They've gone with the whole oh identical twin storyline just to get around it a bit, but it's still that idea thing is fairly in the centre of that entire Joker story, and I think that's a great thing that they could probably bring to the films. So my problem is, and I've always been a massive fan of the the comic book versions. I get really pissed off that we still haven't seen an Arkham Asylum film. Oh, I'm 100% with you on that, you know. Because every fucking time they kill off the villains, just stick them in Arkham Asylum. We've not even fucking seen it properly. Yeah. Yeah, and then do a breakout movie. Yeah, or that Batman gets locked in with them. Like the bloody games. The games have been great. Seriously, this would be my ideal Batman trilogy, right? First one would be... um, not an origin film, but like an origin, like say, um, of like a lot of his villains, and then throughout these films, he starts fighting a good couple of them. But like at the end of it, the like the big, um, the big finale kind of film at the end would be the Arkham Asylum, where they all break out and they've all got a grudge to get to bear against Batman. It just works so perfectly. Well, I mean, Spider-Man in all his cartoons, he's always fighting six villains at once. Oh, yeah. And they're trying... Ah, Josh, you said... 
I just had a flashback to the game now. Oh! <laughs> that scene was amazing. Brilliant. I've never played them games. Oh! oh I think we both loved it. I, oh. I must admit, I traded my name without playing the DLC because I didn't want to go back to it, but... Oh, no, the DL... I haven't played the DLCs. I'm getting them for Christmas, I've decided. I'm waiting. I'm going to be a good little boy and wait. But... Oh, but no, that scene with the Sinister Six, without giving too much away, is just fantastic when yeah. you see them. Well, the Sinister Six were kind of revealed at E3 a couple of years ago, so... Yeah. You've got spoilers. But, mm. yeah, oh, no. It's fantastic. Actually, speaking of Sinister Six, I know probably you probably haven't, but have you seen the Spectacular Spider-Man cartoon? No. No. They do a fantastic version of the <laughs> Sinister Six. As long as it's better than the one that was in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, yeah, definitely. Don't worry about that. Anything to beat that shit. <laughs> well, so I think that kind of covers your topic, doesn't it, Tony? The only other yeah. thing I was going to bring up was the TV side, maybe, that I don't think you can go far wrong with, with Daredevil for an origin story. Mm. No, no. Um, yeah. but, Has anyone uh, seen season three? Oh, yes. Some of oh, it. Yes. It's so good. <laughs> I'm still waving my way through Iron Man. Iron Man. Iron <laughs> Fist. Still waving my way through Iron Fist. This whiskey's yeah. good. Nah, I gave up on Iron Fist, mate. Gave up. Gave up? You can't give up. I gave up. The whole planet give up on him. Bless him. I know. Hashtag bless him. So, uh, we move on, and I suppose as, as Craig's disappearing into his glass of whiskey, we better go to Craig next for his, uh, <laughs> his subject for the week. Well, um, I have been a fan. I come to the party late, like I always do, but I have watched every episode of The Walking Dead. And obviously it's a comic book. And uh, this week's episode where Rick Grimes bows out, uh, AMC stitched us up an absolute kipper. Uh, spoilers, you know, everybody on the planet I think is, knows what's happened. But basically, it's the, it's a whole episode of him dying. He's. Oh wow! Uh, haven't you seen it? I don't. Know. Mate, I stopped watching about three episodes into Negan. Oh, Negan is I so watching, good. I stopped watching The Walking Dead and reading it a couple of years ago. Oh, get back on the bus! <laughs> Never like, going to happen. Oh no! I stopped. I gave up on it. Negan is the best villain of anything you will ever see, because Man. we are all we are all Negan, and the daddy Negan himself is an absolute monster with his bat. Is that He's, a <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but the death of Rick Grimes or the supposed death of Rick Grimes, I. When he met his, um, when he met his maker, I was 44 year old man sobbing. Kerry sitting next to me on the couch, uh, playing her game on her phone. She wouldn't look at the telly because she doesn't want to watch zombies. But he, he gave himself up to save everybody. He was more. Mostly... He gets bitten, does he? No. Do you, I can tell you. If you yeah, never... I'm not going to watch, watch it. it so go on. <laughs> He falls off his horse. He's he's in a three-way. There's three 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 herds of zombies trying. I thought you were going to say he was in a threesome then. Dropping down on him. He's trapped. His horse panics, throws him off, and he lands. He skews himself on a bit of um, you know that concrete with the steel sticking out. Oh yeah. And he manages to pull himself out. He's mortally wounded blood hemorrhaging, he manages to get on his horse, because his horse doesn't bolt, which it would have done um, and he gets away, but he, he leads the herd, the three herds become one um, and like the Spice Girls and um, <laughs> he leads them, but while he's leading them, he has visions and his old partner comes comes back into the episode oh, somebody we all know and love as the Punisher yeah, yeah. He's back. They're back in the patrol car. Um, who else comes in? Oh, God, what's his name? Um, the fella who's just died. Herschel, is he? Yeah. Herschel, yeah. Yeah. He comes, so it must have been his last ever scenes of film and before he died. So oh. that was, 
that was powerful in in itself. Absolutely beautiful scene. Then um, was it Rochelle? No, she's the the, the new. Um, she's on the new um, Netflix Star Trek. Oh, you, yeah. Um, Sonequa oh. Green in it is the actress. Yeah, from... yeah. Well, in that scene, um, he comes out onto a field of the dead, and it's going off into infinity, but immediate where he is, everybody he's ever known around is dead. It's all lying dead. And um they have mm. a they have a beautiful moment. And then he ends up they've been the first few episodes of this series the but the building this bridge to save the communities. The communities need this bridge. Mm. And it, he staggers over the bridge, this herd of zombies are, are coming on him and all the heroes figure out that the shit's going down and they're running to try and save him and dynamite is on the bridge and he shoots and the bridge goes and the head all falls into the, all on fire falls into the, the river. So he saves everybody, but Nick is gone and I'm sobbing. I have lost <laughs> it because the hero you know, we all want to be Rick Grimes. The hero is gone. And then a helicopter comes down, picks him up and takes him off. And he's he's signed up to a three-movie deal for his own spin-off movies. Oh, so the helicopters are back, are they? What? The helicopters are back from, like, the first series. Does that... Does one of the characters who, were, who was living in the... Um, in the recycling plant where all the, the metal was in the, the tip. She was, mm-hmm. she's doing, she was some sort of secret character that we don't know. And ah. she, she was recruiting A's or B's. Is it an A or is it a B? So we've seen this helicopter flying over in a few episodes. She gave the, she gave the vicar a wank the other day on the side of the water. <laughs> She wanked oh, the vicar what, off. What Christian duty was this? I have not heard of this before. On, and he's only got one eye as well now. <laughs> so she, she, she literally, she literally gave him a wank. Then she tried to recruit him as an A or a B, but he wouldn't because he was loyal to Rick. So she knocked him out, and she's ended up rescuing. He knocked Rick. one out as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rick's body is on the banks so he got blown into the water he's lying there, she sees him the helicopter's coming She says, I've, I think she says I've got a B and next thing there's Rick with a, an IV drip in his arm getting like like he's in Vietnam getting airlifted out oh, right. if, so that's how it ended so we all went from him being dead to he's now got a three movie deal mm, yeah I saw that Telly movies, isn't it? They're doing with them. Yeah. As, but I mean, the ratings have nosedived. This 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 series is back to series one figures, basically, which were five or six million per episode. So not. It's understandable because it, the show. That's why I stopped watching. I got very boring and very samey. And but I just you, thought I've got time for this. But you've read the comics. I stopped reading those because they're so grim. All oh, right, but you, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, there's a time jump. No, I didn't. Right, well, there's a time jump. So this, you need to watch next week because I've basically told you what's happened. There's three or four communities now. Negan is in prison. Yeah. He's been I'm, captured. The I'm next, done with zombies on telly. <laughs> the next I'm episode. I'm not going back to that show, mate. I've never even seen Fear of the Walking Dead about. From about three episodes. I've watched them all. It's fantastic. Absolutely uh, fantastic. But the time jump is this week. And his daughter, she's about eight. <laughs> and she's, she's wearing his hat. And she's got his gun. And she's a fucking hero. <laughs> I am so excited. They've all got new hairdos and everything. Uh, and they're all, they're all still alive. That's the thing. Has Norman Reedus had hair cut? Which one's he? Oh, what's his character's name? On the bike. Oh, um, no, he's got plats now. <laughs> <laughs> what? <sighs> yeah, Norman Reedus in that show. That reminds me of a song, actually. 
we're on easy street. <laughs> we'll get that in your head now. <laughs> that was a song, that was. That was a song. <laughs> but no, mate, no, at least one of us is still watching it. I gave up a couple of years ago and I've no intention of going back to it. Um, I can understand where you're coming from because the whole planet has turned. The thing is, right, people cry out for, um, we, we want to see a zombie TV show and all that. So they give you it. And then people turn the back on it after a few series because it's samey. It's the apocalypse. It's supposed yeah. to be samey. But that's not interesting telly over a length of time. That's the trouble. Well, it's moving on now and I think it's working towards an end game of sorts. I don't You're think. You're joking, aren't you? They're talking about several years. <sighs> It's going to struggle to. I think well, they'll do, they'll do lucky to get season ten out of it. We'll see. If they turn out, turn out another supernatural, I'll show my ass in Tesco. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> have you have you God. have you never watched it? I watched the very first episode with one of my old mates, and I was like, "Yeah, do you know what? I quite enjoyed that." So what I did was. I got them all. Like, this is this is how long ago it was, right? I got them on torrents. That's how long ago it was, right? Got them on torrents. I put them on a, D- a DVD. Took them on holiday. Completely forgot to watch them. It's now, what, season seven? Um, and season one had just come out when I actually first watched it. <sighs> I, well, I love it. I've been privileged enough to go through two houses... Uh, Halloween Horror Nights 23, all the scare zones were Walking Dead scare zones. So you had Herschel's Barn, you had the iconic zombie in the well, all that type of stuff. Um, I love the Walking Dead. I can't get enough of it. I would happily see a Halloween Horror Nights 29 next year. I, I watched it up until about season five. And it was more just because we had other stuff to watch that it kind of just went by the wayside. But what we tend to do now, if that happens to us, um, we end up watching, waiting for it to finish. And then we'll watch all of it back to back. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll yeah, probably, probably do that. do that with Game of Thrones when that comes up. Yep, that's the- another one. They do, they do a strange thing in The Walking Dead. So when are the, when one of the main characters are to be written out, they get the the bulk of that episode, and the the you can see the emotion in the cast as they're filming their last scenes with the victim. So very often they'll they'll say something poignant to them, and their eyes will be filling up, and they're getting quite emotional for no apparent reason. And it's because they're not going to work again with each other. So it it's strange. I think it's quite unique as well, and it's it's a little bit beautiful. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, you know, and he's just a. um, What did he used to be in in Great Britain on Channel Four? This life. Yeah, he's just a little better. Oh, teachers. Teachers, teachers, but before that, this life as a lawyer. And do you know what? From from listening to all the cast this week, um, he's kept his feet on the ground. He's still apparently a really lovely. Fella, just a normal fella. Mm. Well, he, he's actually leaving to spend more time with his family, isn't he? Back here, so yeah. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I will definitely go back to it and watch it again at some point. Um, whenever it finishes, it's, it's on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I'll probably end up watching it there once it's once it's all on there. I'm doing the same at the moment. I've re- started to rewatch Mad Men. Um. Because I never got to finish it. We've all got to start watching Breaking Bad again, haven't we? Mm. Again, I've never watched it to start with. I, oh, it's amazing. No, I did watch I, that. I, did watch I couldn't get into it. Oh, it's amazing. You've got to stick. You've got to keep on ploughing through, and then you can't stop watching it. I watched that whole entire thing in about four weeks. Bloody hellfire! I was on the shitter and everything watching it. <laughs> What else do you do on the shitter? Come on. Shit. Breaking. Shit. Move on, move on. Move on. <laughs> yeah, we, we shall move on. I think we've, we've covered the, the, the Walking Dead this week and 
Craig's bowel movements. Um, <laughs> so, so Josh, your your subject for the week. Yeah, mine is the recently released photograph of um, Tyler Hecklin and Elizabeth, or Bitsy, as me, oh, my yeah. family know her, Tullock, um, playing Lois Lane in the this year's DC TV crossover. Um, and what mm. I'd like to ask you fellas is, how do you think she's going to play her version of Miss Lane? I don't know who you're talking about. I think she will be playing it very similar to her character in Grimm. Yeah. I hope she does. You know, but Paul, did, did you watch Grimm, Paul? Yes. I fucking love Grimm. Don't nice. talk about the last two series, though, because I'm behind. I need to watch oh, it on Netflix. It's funny. <laughs> I watched the first series of that and loved it. Oh, it's fantastic. Never got back into it. Oh, we cracking show! Yeah, I need to get back. We need to raise awareness, Paul. We need to raise awareness. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Watch Grimm. We we really enjoyed it. And and saying that, that's that's coming back as a spin-off as well. Yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah. With a female lead, no, with Nick. But he's saying the likelihood is that he will make an appearance in it at some point. Yeah, I hope he does make like a a cameo, like at least once a season or once every two seasons or something. And of course, they're married now as well. In real yeah. life. Yeah. So. I, I told my mum about that about six months ago, and she went, fuck off, then no. And I went, <laughs> yeah. Your ma never swore. My mum does swear, you're just never around to hear it. She only ever swears when I'm in the bath, to be honest, but carry on. But that's when the, that's when the hot water gets to her. Uh, uh, no, I'll be interested to see what she's like. I do like her in Grimm. Yeah. So... Because I'm wondering whether they're going to go for a sort of Margot Kidder slash Amy Adams kind of thing. You know, like a ballsy, gutsy kind of woman. Like, doesn't mm. really take no shit kind of thing. Mm. I'm uh, looking cause... forward to seeing the interaction between between them and, and Jimmy. Because I really do like Jimmy Olsen. I think he's, uh, Mechad's done a really good job. Oh, um, yeah. He's, he's very, very different. And that's what I like. Yeah. Because when you when you see the version from the seventy eight Superman or f- well from actually from the two thousand six one, but we don't really talk about that guy. But he's very like meek and mild. He's like Clark Kent, except not as socially awkward. Yeah, and that that's why I think the the Supergirl version is very different, but good, different kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely looking forward to the interaction. Obviously, we've seen him with Clark, yeah, um, for for a short period of time because obviously Clark wasn't in it as much as Superman was. Yeah, um, but yeah, definitely looking forward to that that crossover that interaction between the three of them, and yeah. of course Lena as well um, to be thrown oh. in the mix. Oh. I wish Casey McGrath would do conventions again. Has anyone actually seen the photo? Yes, the one that's in the Fortress uh, uh, of Solitude. Yes, she did, yeah. yeah. Do you not think she's actually pulling off the Margot Kidder um, sort of dressing gown thing from Superman 2? And you look at the photo. Yes. She looks... She look, she's got... Well, she's practically got a Kryptonian dressing gown on. But what they do in the privacy of the Fortress of Solitude is their own business. <laughs> well, not if Supergirl's there. Actually, come to think of it, did they blow up the Fortress of Solitude and Supergirl? I'm sure they blew it up. A Supergirl a a lesbian? No, that's a stress. Craig, don't say that. You're giving me all kinds of pictures, mate. I'm trying to concentrate. No, because we've never watched Supergirl, but obviously she comes into The Flash. Yeah. The the Flash is the only one we watch. Um, Need to get back into Arrow, I tell you. I've never watched Arrow, and because oh, there's, tw- no. there's 24 episodes of series, they're on about series 7 now. That's a lot of telly. <laughs> no, seriously, if you skip at maybe at least season 4, you're golden, honest. The rest are absolutely amazing. Honest. Yeah, I didn't watch half the last series of Arrow. It's well, that one I haven't finished. He's a bit of a miserable bastard, to be fair. 
See, yeah, exactly. That, that, yeah, that's my only problem with Arrow is is that he's basically the Batman of that Earth, basically because they can't use Batman properly in the DC TV. They like right, well, we make Green Arrow the multi billionaire with all the toys and gadgets, and we'll just make him miserable as fucking sin. <laughs> just a secret between us as well. In real life, he's a cock. Oh, is he? He's in a male. Yeah. Why? I haven't met him twice. He's a dick. Have you? Really? Yeah. Why? Tell us the story. He's just well, rude yeah, and arrogant. He's just rude and arrogant. I oh, tried to have a conversation with him. He'd been out, I tell you what, he'd been drinking, been out drinking Guinness the night before with Jason Momoa that plays Aquaman. <laughs> and I tried to have a conversation with him. with him about Guinness and he had no interest. He literally looked at my poster, grunted at me, and that was it. That was all I got from him. Uh, you should be able to just go, do you know what, mate? Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. If his lawyers leave... are listening, we love him, really. Well, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. I don't. No but... one fucking picks on my Paul. <laughs> But, yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to this crossover. I'm, I'm glad they're finally introducing Gotham as well. I'm glad they're introducing Batgirl, to be honest. Not Batgirl, Batwoman. Yeah, see, it could have been any of the Bat family and it wouldn't have bothered me. I just like the fact that they are introducing Gotham. Bat having... might. Oh, yeah, that might would have been fine. Don't care. <laughs> What's Bat Knight? Bat might. Bat- do you remember, Craig, do you remember Mr... I'm sorry, I'm trying to say this name right now. Do you remember Mr. Mixila Spitlich? On the Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you remember the, ta- the little tiny guy from the Superman comics with the pink bowler hat and no. the orange um, leotard? No. Oh, right, okay. He's basically <laughs> yeah. a fifth-dimensional imp that can do what the fuck he likes. It's basically Batman's version of him. Ah, uh, right, okay. Do a quick Google while you sat on the shitter. He was in one of the old telly cartoons, wasn't he? Batman yeah, Brave Bold. I grew up on that show. Yeah. It's cheesy as fuck, but it's brilliant. Yeah, we watched it recently, actually. Oh. Right. Come, up, come home on a Thursday night, probably about 2008. Sit down, Cartoon Network goes on, bang, Ben 10's done, here comes Batman Brave and the Bold. <laughs> Let's go. I, I just want to give Hello. a quick shout out, and I know Craig was feeling the same that that Flash has started really strong this year. I'm yeah. I'm up to date yeah. on on UK pace with the Flash, and I really like the introduction of Nora. I actually really like her. Yeah. Yes. Yes, she's really nice. Does that happen in the comic books? Um, the it's been twisted very much, but. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, Craig, but you would actually like it if you haven't seen it. Have you seen Young Justice? No. No. Right, well, in that, basically, um, the fourth ever person to become the Flash, Bart Allen, who is Barry, Ar- Barry Allen's great-grandson, or is he his grandson? One or the other. Um, comes back in time because still basically the world's gone to shit, and he wants to have a better life. But um, he becomes the sidekick impulse. Yeah. Um. So basically, they've twisted it a bit and made it Barry Allen's daughter from oh. twenty. Ah, uh, right, okay. And Bart Allen was actually in Smallville. Yes, he was the Flash on Smallville. Bart Allen in Smallville. Dude. Well, they Come were on. all crap in Smallville. The <laughs> fucking Let's Justice be honest, League. from about season five onwards, Smallville was pretty shit until the very last episode. I'll go back further than that. I stopped watching when it stopped being a Monster of the Week show. Oh yeah, that's... like series three, I think. Come to think of it, I've actually got season three on, but what seasons one to three on? It was, I think it was the series that Pete that. left. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Pete Ross. Oh, yeah. he was a G. He was a G. And Pete left Pete series three, I think, and then they started going to a more Dawson's Creek format, and it was so boring. Yeah. It was a proper, like, teen, like a really sort of cringy at the, that point teen thing and then yeah. they started getting older and they tried to make it a bit more adult and they just weren't working oh and do you remember Doomsday oh their version of Doomsday is actually worse than Batman vs Superman I love Doomsday on that 
On Smallville. Oh, no, I've never seen... No, on Batman vs Superman. No, but, I mean... At, at least their doomsday actually fucked shit up. <laughs> oh. So I think that covers yeah, but... the the crossover episode, really, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm actually going the same way as as Craig, and I'm going to another AMC TV show for my my subject this week that um that I'm catching up on. It's a a series that I wanted to watch right from the word go, um, but here in the UK it was only on Amazon Prime, and for a while we didn't have that, but I, we kind of added it and. As I mentioned, I watched Cloak and Dagger on it, and and my choice is is Preacher, um, which I've completely fallen mm. in love with. Um, some people in it that we've we've spoken about before: Dominic Cooper, obviously, Howard Stark is the yeah. lead, playing Jesse Cutler, um, yeah. a preacher that um, has obviously done something bad in his life beforehand, but he always promised that his his father that he'd come back and take over his his church when his father died. Um, so, so that's the the lead premise that he's back in the town that he grew up in, um, and he's running the church, but the church isn't great. Um, but he, there's also this supernatural element running through it that you don't really know about. Um, yeah. One character that you can definitely guess is there's something a little bit wrong with him. Um, played by another Brit, uh, Joseph Gilgan. Um, people will know him from Misfits, um, playing an Irish character um, who you find out is actually a vampire. Um, he plays Cassidy, um, but you don't learn properly that he's a vampire kind of until the end of the first season. Um, but you've kind of got the idea that he, there's, there's something not quite right with him. Um, another Brit, Ruth Negger, who was again in the Marvel Universe for a little while. She was um, she was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, playing an interview yeah. for a while. Um, also <coughs> Dominic Cooper's girlfriend. Porcupine? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I remember her now, yeah. Um, playing Tulip. Um, Porcupine. <laughs> she did. Yes, oh, she, she did. Hang on, in air quotes, an inhuman. Yeah. Um, she plays Jesse's ex-girlfriend. Um, and we learn a little bit about her story as the season goes on. Um, and you get kind of halfway through, um, and something happens to to Jesse that that um, kind of turns it on his head. The show is absolutely batshit crazy. Um, the people dying every which way but loose. Um, people being shot for no reason and and things like that. Then ah, oh, America. Then this this happens to Jesse, and basically he becomes kind of like the Antichrist um, and well, can literally tell people Matthew's on the skull well he he kind of can tell people what to do so there's a, a girl that's that's in a coma and we learn a little bit more about that story as well during the, the season about what happened um, and he gets her to wake up she can't talk but she's awake um, and he's literally told her to open her eyes so she did um, then the character that that's going to make everybody laugh and Craig, this will probably make your day. Um, there's Go a character. There's a character called Arseface. Oh yeah, <laughs> take my money. And basically, what happened is he's he's hurt this girl that's in the coma, and um, he then tries to commit suicide. And what it does is basically it blows his face to bits to make him look like he's got a bum hole for a mouth. Oh, <laughs> oh nice. Um, oh. And then eventually, Jesse decides that what he did was wrong, this kid, and he sends him to hell. He literally tells him to go to hell, and he does. Oh. Jesus. Um, and then there's there's these two guys that make out their, their police officers or FBI or something like that, and you actually find they're actually angels trying to chase down this antichrist being that's in Jesse. And kind of the whole back end of that season is them trying to remove it. Um, just uh, hilarity ensues, basically, due to, to what Jesse's doing with, with these powers. And just really falling in love with it. And 
I'm watching it on the way to work. God knows what people are th- thinking that they're standing <laughs> next to me on the tram. Um, guy with a yeah. asshole for a face and people ripping themselves to shreds. Live action Rick and Morty. <laughs> but yeah, but, I've just yeah, really enjoyed it. I've heard good things from a few people about it actually that have seen it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I'm have actually, actually seen the very first episode and I did enjoy it. Again, it's just one of those ones I haven't gone back to, but I definitely would. Yeah. And it's it's executive produced by Seth Rogen, weirdly. Oh. Um uh but obviously based on a on a comic, it was a um a comic from from way back, um which I know everybody loves, written by Garth Ennis, who's written a lot of great comics over the years. I've not got around to reading them yet. I'm I'm going to give them a go at some point. Just to see how they compare. Um, but yeah, really enjoying it. Um, definitely recommend going and checking that out if you have a, have a chance. And I'm gonna carry on watching it. They've done three seasons, I think, now. Um, I've only just got through the first, so, so I'm gonna carry on watching that. I'm gonna have to do the free trial or something on Amazon and catch up on a few. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely worth it. It's not, it's not overly expensive. Cause you get, obviously you get your, your Amazon Prime delivery thrown in as well. It's all part of the same package, so. Uh, oh, the, the big main thing. Oh, yeah. Well, that's interesting. So, so yeah, definitely, definitely worth going and checking it out. And as I said, Cloak and Dagger's on there at the moment. I know both me and Craig have been watching The Purge as well. Yeah. It's, yeah, um, I want to see that as well. It's cracking. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't watch a lot of Amazon Prime. We pay the annual fee for Animals and Prime off the top of my head, being seventy and ninety pounds. Yeah. So you get you get free delivery on everything, but you then get Amazon Prime and you get Amazon Prime Music. Yeah. You know, so I, I have Apple Music as well, but it's just an extra f- little feature in it. Well worth yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm definitely going to be sticking around with that. I can't imagine. We'll be getting rid of it anytime soon. Don't they have um, Lucifer on uh, Amazon Prime as well? Yeah. Oh, I love I love that show as well. It's another one I'm going to have to catch up on. I used yep. to be very loyal to that show. She uh, get yourself down to Brighton in January. <laughs> yeah, there's a Lucifer <laughs> con. Yeah. With most of the main cast, I, I believe. I do. I yeah, do I think so. Tom yeah. Ellis. I do love Tom Ellis. So. Yeah, I think Tom's the headliner, actually. Yes. Or yeah, he is. So, I think on that note, that that covers everything. Um, we'll be back um, probably next month with another show with our own topics. Just want to say thank you for sticking with us. If you you are still with us, I know we were gone for for a while, um, but we're going to try and hopefully continue this with without being tied to a to a certain timeline I think it's going to make it much easier for us over the over the coming months and hopefully we'll still be able to bring you some some great interviews some some great discussion um and not just yeah. tied to Marvel anymore reports as well yeah yeah we'll be we'll be heading to Ultimates again next year um headliner now Chloe Bennett um who we've been badgering um people for 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 ages I know Tony you're going to meet Josh Dallas as well that was in was in the thir- yeah, first in June, movie, yeah. um, so we'll have some some reviews of those coming up in the in the coming months. So in summer, yeah, yep. So again, thank you for joining us. Thank you, boys, for joining me. I know, no I know it's been a while. Um, Pleasure. But we're gonna we're gonna get more out from this this network. Um, yeah, I'm actually made up. I'll be honest with you. Um, I I loved being a part of Strike. But we were constrained a, a, an awful lot. Yeah. Um, all the stuff that's bouncing around my head, I can now spew out to you three, <laughs> and you three can help me better understand everything. So I can't wait to get stuck in. Educating the scouser. Yeah. So on that note, holy Batman, we'll see you next time. Oh, I need a catchphrase. Can right. I say cue the music on this one? I don't put music on the end because I'm too fucking lazy you should find something for this one find some non-licensed music 
Just right. use an old, do what I did on the last ego. And just use the monsters and the Adams family and see if anyone sues me. <laughs> Farewell everybody on that note. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast. Network.